as we present this house to you today, I want to present this to you and tell you that all of this is paid in full. Welcome to another episode of On the Ground with Samaritan's Purse. I'm your host, Christy Graham. And as we start a new year, many of us make resolutions to start fresh and rebuild. So we thought it would be a great way to introduce you to our Samaritan's Purse Rebuild Program, which is part of North America Ministries. We are taking you on the ground to two of our rebuild sites, one in Texas and one in Florida. This component of our ministry gives families a fresh start by rebuilding or repairing their home after a disaster. Today, I'm excited to introduce you to team members and families connected to our rebuild programs, both in Pearland, Texas and Panama City, Florida. Hurricanes Harvey and Michael brought unparalleled devastation to these locations. It might seem like it was a really long time ago as Harvey hit almost three years ago in 2017 and Michael nearly two years ago in 2018. It is a distant memory for us who are unaffected, but for the people living in those places, they are still recovering. With me today is Brent Grabeel, who serves as our Director of U.S. Recovery and Development. He'll walk us through how North America Ministries continues to bring physical and spiritual healing to hurting communities years after our U.S. disaster relief teams first responded. I wondered if you could give us a, a picture of what Samaritan's Purse is doing um, in Texas and Florida as we dive into those rebuilds. Uh, from our namesake, um, in the parable of the Good Samaritan, uh, where our disaster relief teams go in and help people recover uh, or do cleanup work after a disaster, um, oftentimes our rebuild program will come in and follow up. Uh, so where we saw the, the Good Samaritan uh, offer that uh, initial aid, he came back to, mm-hmm. to do the follow-up to see what uh, other needs were. So that's what we're doing uh, with uh, several hurricanes across uh, the U.S., uh, that have uh, impacted us uh, over the last couple of years. I'm glad you explained that because I know some people are saying we're still there, you know, after all this time. So can you talk to us now? What it, what does it look like in Pearland, Texas? Okay, what um, Pearland, Texas, uh, as well as really it's along uh, the entire eastern coast of, of Texas, along the Gulf Coast. Um, Samaritan's Purse has two operations uh, uh, where we are working with staff and volunteers right now. Um, we're rebuilding homes uh, where most of those homes uh, suffered uh, foundation damage. Uh, code requires us to go in and build new. Uh, where homes were less damaged, we're going in and doing uh, repair work. Mm. And a couple of other things that we're doing, something that we haven't done before, is uh, we're doing partnership grants. Mm. We are partnering with uh, like-minded organizations or local long-term recovery groups. Uh, and there we are uh, financially supporting uh, the work that they're doing. Uh, We're buying uh, the building material, hiring subcontractors, uh, and then we're also uh, partnering with churches as well. Uh, Where a church uh, has been impacted, many of their congregates are are unable to to send in their tithes. They can't Mm. uh, provide the physical labor. Uh, So there we are uh, providing assistance with the church to help them get back up and get back to their ministry also. And then can you tell us what's happening in Panama City, Florida? Uh, What we're doing in Panama City is very consistent with what we're doing uh, in Texas as well. Uh, Coming in there after Hurricane Michael, we're working in the Panama City area, uh, rebuilding, repairing, uh, and also partnering with like-minded organizations as well. As Brent said, after both hurricanes, these communities were knocked down, looking for hope. Sam Seaborn, a caseworker in Florida for Samaritan's Purse, can relate to this feeling because she and her husband lost their home. 
Now she's serving with her home church and working with Samaritan's Purse to offer hope and healing. Well, um, Hurricane Michael, um, I've lived here in Panama City my whole life. And so I've experienced um, all of the hurricanes and tropical storms that have come through here. We've never really evacuated. And so um, the morning of Hurricane Michael, my husband and I woke up at five in the morning and decided um, this could be a category five. And so we decided at that point to evacuate. And um, we evacuated our home, but we did not evacuate the city. And we went to my sister's home and um, she lives still in Panama City, but her home doesn't have as many trees around it. And it was a newer built home. And so we thought we would be safer. And um, so we went over there with my, um, with my mom and my sister and sought shelter there. And we're in the closet, uh, bedroom closet for about three and a half hours. And um, that is definitely, uh, for someone that's never experienced it, um, eye-opening, um, shocking. We cried a lot. <laughs> we prayed a lot. We sang praise and worship songs to keep us uh, distracted and focused and, and uh, try not to worry so much. Um, but when you are hearing shingles being ripped off of your home and slapped back down on your home, and debris hitting that you don't know what it is. Um, it's a terrifying thing. And, and to feel the walls breathe on your back and water pouring on you all at the same time. Can you talk to me or share a testimony of a way that a rebuild has affected in a, a community? There are times when uh, we will see uh, tension in the community. I think uh, life is busy for most mm -hmm. people. Uh, we get up, we go to work, we have our routines, and often we don't know who our neighbors are. Mm -hmm. We see a disaster um, can turn a community upside down, not just in a negative way, but also in a positive way. Mm -hmm. um, people start associating with uh, their neighbors. They start attending church again. One of the things that we see in a community uh, where um, a disaster has happened, people are hurting, they're mm -hmm. impacted. Uh, we see in Psalm 60, um, it talks about rejection. God, why have you rejected us? Mm. Uh, but oftentimes, as we are working there and we uh, are working in that community long term, we see that rejection actually turn to restoration mm. uh, through uh, the local church, through the work of Samaritan's Purse and others. Psalm 60 really does depict what it's like for our families. Psalm 60 begins with verse 1. Oh God, you have rejected us, broken our defenses, you have been angry, oh, restore us. Rejection to restoration, I love that. Sam sees this concept lived out on a daily basis. But Samaritan's Purse has been the constant here. And that, that rings true for so many people that come by. They're like, you guys, Samaritan's Purse has been here since the beginning and groups have come and gone, but you guys have stayed. And that's so important. Um, we're not just fixing homes. We're, we're reminding people of the hope of Jesus. The hope of Jesus, that is truly what it is all about. By building homes for people in need, it produces a ripple effect. Because we remain in these communities for years, we are able to continue to spread the good news and build lasting relationships. Brent specifically recalls a family in Texas and how Samaritan's Purse helped them. After Hurricane Harvey flooded their home with four and a half feet of water, it was completely unlivable. The foundation was compromised and their home was filled with mold. 
Only weeks after the storm, it had to be demolished. Since then, all they can say is how God worked through Samaritan's Purse staff and volunteers to bring hope. Disasters uh, can be very hard on a family. Uh, with mm-hmm. one family in Texas, mom and dad were in one home, uh, but they had to, um, their children had to live in other homes. So their daughters lived in one home, another home, and their sons lived in yet another home. But uh, as Samaritan's Purse was able to go through uh, the process with them, this family was reunited uh, under one roof for the first time in over two years. Uh, when we dedicated their home just before Christmas. So we know Mm. that that was not only a special Christmas for them, but it was a very special Christmas for our uh, work family in in Pearland, Texas. And they say God works in mysterious ways. And our kids are really a lot closer. You know, they weren't living in the same house anymore. It, It has been rough, you know, but seeing the house, now and every step of the way we would come and see you know all the steps and every time we'd be like oh my gosh it's you know it's looking more like a house and it's getting closer and and now with like the final inspections coming up and you know and then them telling us that we'll be able to be home for christmas was like the best news ever and i'm just like it's awesome we can't even thank all of them enough I just thank God that, you know, that there was an organization like somewhere in person like that did help us, you know, mm-hmm. because to start all over, it was like, well, I mean, I was it devastated. Was, it was, yeah, I, questions are like, you know, where do we start or what you know, do we do or, you know, yeah. you hear it on the news all the time in other states and stuff like that. and But then when it happens to you, it's just so real. and yeah. But, I mean, we really have leaned on God for, you know, everything because it's been really, really rough. Yeah. And that was one of the things, like, every time we would come and see the next set that they've done or, you know, the new things that had been done to the house, you know, we've met um, volunteers from Washington, from North Carolina, from Ohio, you know, and they're all amazing. And before we would leave here, they would pray with us. And I mean, the way God just shines through all of them is just so amazing. Wow, what a testimony. It's amazing to hear someone who has lost everything and spent time displaced and separated say that God orchestrates all these things to come together for good. Volunteers play a vital role in this process. I asked Brent to tell us about the volunteer army that serves as a bridge between the staff and the homeowners. Our volunteers are amazing, and they are how we do what we do uh, as far as the physical uh, components. Um, So the volunteers come from all corners of the United States. Uh, They will even cross an international boundary to come and work. Uh, We see a lot of people coming from Canada to come down and mm. assist, but uh, they truly are the lifeblood of, of how we get things done. We have a, a very talented staff, uh, but those the volunteers are serving as the hands and feet of Christ uh, while they're there. And while they're working, we like to encourage them and tell them that, uh, that they're actually the, the boots and the gloves of mm-hmm. Christ. They're mm-hmm. getting things done. We had a chance to hear from Elizabeth, our volunteer coordinator for Peerland, Texas. She has a passion of serving in her own city, which is why when Samaritan's Purse came to town and established a rebuild program, she was quick to get involved. Now she is responsible for helping get volunteers out into the community to serve in Jesus' name. 
we could um, use the funds, the donor dollars um, to rebuild homes. But the people and the volunteers that come, they um, hold the light of Jesus and the love of Jesus. And they're the ones that carry that um, into these, not only the homes, but the communities. And they get very attached. Um, A lot of times our volunteers will tell me that um, after they leave, they still keep in contact and they follow up. With the volunt- with the homeowners, and so we, um, as staff, we wouldn't be able to continue to do that with each and every um, person. And our volunteers do that in partnership with us. But it's like having people from all over the world and all over the country, and um, their experiences. Just like I've shared, you know, some of mine. They also have had different. Um, obstacles and they've had different storms so to speak in their lives and so they're all coming here and God always brings the right ones for the right time the right place the right people and it is an amazing thing to see his hand over and over and so yes the work could be done in a more um typical way, a traditional way, but the volunteers coming, that is what literally brings the light and the love of Jesus right into that home and into the neighborhood. And and they do things that I don't think that we will see um, until we're on the other side of heaven. And I know they've met, you've mentioned that volunteers are such a great... Um, bridge, you know, between, but but why do you use, uh, why does Samaritan's Purse use volunteers? You know, if the construction workers could do it, now they're teaching, what is the the asset to that? A lot will share, you know, I was hesitant on volunteering because I've never used a power tool. I don't Mm -hmm. know how to drive a nail. I don't know how to read a tape measure. Um, We do appreciate those experienced volunteers, but we often find that a volunteer's willingness Mm -hmm. is the right skill set to have. Mm -hmm. And we always see God bringing the right people at the right time. God brings people at the right time according to his plan. Kay was one of those volunteers. After overcoming multiple surgeries and the fear of being unneeded, Kay decided to volunteer with Samaritan's Purse. Now she has come back to serve 11 times, bringing new people with her each time. I'm called uh, Caulking Kay because I caulk a lot. <laughs> I, I like to do, do it all. And I love the fellowship of the people when you come because you, everybody's here for the same purpose. Each one has a servant's heart or they wouldn't be here. And I love that. And I, I have had opportunities to pray with team members. And I think that's what I really love doing is encouraging other people in that. In that. And God it always blesses me with somebody to pray with or something. So I really like, I just love it that God uses me when I come here and, and, you know, not necessarily to build the house. And just, you know, this week we had one of the neighbors come in very early in the morning and um, she needed prayer. I looked up and I saw this lady crying and I said, oh, are you okay? And she said, no, I need, um, could y'all pray for me? So it was just, you know, God just right, right away, Monday morning, had me pray for somebody. So that was a blessing. God, 
truly blesses us every time we come here. Just like Kay mentioned, it's much more than constructing a home for a family in need. We're not merely hanging drywall and laying tile. We are helping to spread the hope of Jesus to those who have lost everything. Someone who sees this firsthand is Jackie Billet. She directly works with the homeowner from day one, from applying for assistance to receiving the keys to their finished home. She walks alongside homeowners through the entire process. What stuck out to me is the storm really wasn't the worst part of their lives. So many homeowners are also, you know, struggling with um, medical problems. We have people who are going through cancer, disabled children. We've had spouses pass away during the application process. And they're dealing with all of these other problems in addition to a damaged house. And it just becomes so overwhelming for them that they don't even know what to do first, what to deal with. They've lost hope now two years after the storm that there's even a light at the end of the tunnel. And it means so much to them when Samaritan's Purse can come in and at least alleviate one burden from them because obviously we can't help them with cancer and disabilities and other things, but we certainly can help them repair their homes. And more importantly, we give them hope in the name of Jesus Christ. We share the story um, of Jesus, the good news of his salvation. We let them know how much God loves them and is present in their lives and will see them through any storms that they face, including a damaged home. So to give them hope that they're going to get through this, and um, in all of their hardships in addition to their house is what we're here for. When their home is complete, we want to celebrate what God has done. Everyone comes together for the ceremony to formally dedicate the home. It's an exciting and emotional time for the homeowner to be back in a space that they can call home. It's another way we can share the gospel with the homeowner and the surrounding community. Can you tell us about home dedication? I know I've heard so many that the dramatic, you know, giving over the key. It's an emotional time um, when you hand them a plaque and you hand them their key. Can you talk to me about that and how you can even use use that analogy to show, point them to Christ? So dedication days are special. Uh, the excitement is, it's kind of like building up to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody's excited. You can, you can feel it in the air. Uh, once a dedication starts, um, we're able to, uh, since we've been there for a while, um, We've taken pictures of the home in process, so we're presenting mm-hmm. a photo album. Um, we are also, each volunteer that gets to work on that home has an opportunity to sign a volunteer journal. So they're getting to share their favorite scripture, an encouraging mm-hmm. word to the homeowner. Um, two of the best things uh, that I enjoy the most is the Bible presentation. Mm-hmm. We're giving them a copy of God's word some of these homeowners lost their Bible. Some may have never owned a Bible. So we're giving them one uh, that our staff has signed. And, and anytime that you can present the Word of God, you're giving them the answers to everything that, that of all of life's questions. Uh, followed by the Bible dedication is our paid in full uh, certificate. Um, all aspects of construction, whether it be electrical, plumbing, all the building material, all of these things, um, has a price tag out beside it, and that price tag is zero dollars. And across that uh, plaque is stamped paid in full. That homeowner was in a position that they could not afford to come back home on their own. They needed assistance. We provided that. And how we relay that into uh, what God has done for us is each of us has a sin debt. We were unable to pay that on our own. But through his son and the the cross uh, and through uh, his resurrection, 
He paid our sin debts. Can you just imagine what it would be like to receive such a gift? The phrase paid in full truly represents the free gift of salvation that Jesus offers to each one of us. Serving in these hurricane-devastated areas not only spreads Christ's love to homeowners, but to the surrounding neighborhoods. In the midst of a trauma, confusion, destruction, we have seen multiple people choose to follow Jesus. Watching the body of Christ work together reminds me of Peter describing believers as living stones. These living stones help people rebuild a physical home, but they are more importantly pointing them to an eternal home in salvation found in Jesus Christ, the cornerstone. It says in 1 Peter 2, 4 through 7, As you come to him, a living stone, rejected by men, but in the sight of God, chosen and precious, you yourselves are living stones, being built up as a spiritual house, to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it stands in scripture, Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone, chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. So the honor is for you who believe, but for those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. If you're anything like me, after listening to this episode, you want to go volunteer at a rebuild site. To learn more about how you can get involved, go to spvolunteer.org or check out our show notes. To see the faces behind the voices you heard in this episode today, check out our Instagram at onthegroundsp. And now we're going to take you back to the beginning, where we started, to a homeowner receiving their keys to their house and finding out that their home was paid in full. I love their celebration. No more. No anything. Just live here and be happy. Keep praising Jesus. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. To God be the glory. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, just like Jesus. Paid in full. Thanks for tuning in today to hear about how God is working through Samaritan's Purse across the United States. Have a blessed week.